This is the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. We have assembled the world's finest sports and trivia dorks to prove once and for all that we are just as bad at this as we were at sports. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast, sports trivia for those of us who rode the pine. I'm your host, Dan, and today's game will be pitting the Benchwarmer team of Marcus and Scott versus Benchwarmer Matt and returning player John Pina. Welcome back to the bench, John. Why don't you go ahead and uh, take a minute, remind us of uh, where you're from, what teams you root for, and anything else you'd like to share. Thank you. Thank you. I, uh, yeah, I'm from uh, Bedford, Massachusetts, a long time New England resident. So, you know, we got the, you know, the Celtics, we got the Red Sox, we got the Patriots, you know, with or without Cam. Um, I've always been more of a Cincinnati Bengals fan at heart. I see Bruins because they're here. Just, you know, <laughs> paying attention to you guys, watching you guys keep growing for us, and I'm very excited to be back. All right. Well, welcome back. Matt, how are you doing tonight? And why don't you give us uh, your team name, too? Sure, doing good. Uh, my uh, Gopher hockey team won their 10th game of the season last night, so they are 10-0, and 0, number one ranked all throughout every world. You know, they're only undefeated in Division One hockey. And today I got my uh, my Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast uh, swag from T Publix. I got my Mind Palace shirt that I'm sporting right now, and I got my Who T-shirt. And tonight, since uh, uh, John is from the Boston area, and I just generally hate them, we are going to be called "Everyone Hates the Yankees." Amen to that. Scott and Marcus, um, how y'all doing tonight? Uh, Scott, start with you, and then Marcus, you can uh, give us your team name after that. Cool. Um, yeah, I'm good. I'm still waiting on my uh, bench warmers future available on Pete public. Uh, I feel like I never have cool anecdotes like Eric does. Uh, I joined a kickball team today. I'm pretty excited about that. So it's going to some indoor kickball starts in a, about a week and a half. So I'm looking forward to that. We live in some of my, my old uh, gym class hero glory. So we'll see how that goes and I will keep everyone updated on how the season goes. All right. And Marcus, how about yourself? I'm doing well. Um, I had a couple of things I wanted to maybe mention real quick. Uh, you know, maybe the Seahawks, you know, heading to the playoffs under the radar. I like that. But I am sporting a Gonzaga jersey right now in hopes that they take home a national championship finally because the Washington Huskies basketball team is the worst. And when I say the worst, I'm talking about a power <laughs> five school that is 315th in rebounding. And that's just not going to get it done. So there's 315 schools. And exactly, exactly. <laughs> so other than the Huskies, uh, now I'm going to, you know, switch over to the, to the East side of the state and the uh, root on the Zags. So, and our team name tonight, speaking of Huskies is uh take our knees, Brandon Roy, because Scott and I love Brandon Roy and wish he could have continued his beautiful and uh, would have been hall of fame career. Had he not, uh, you know, had the knee issues. All right. So we've got uh, Take Our Knees, Brandon Roy, against Everyone Hates the Yankees. I can get on board with both of those statements. And uh, I'm going to be doing a lot of talking tonight, so I'm going to go ahead and let Matt read the rules tonight. We will be starting off with the tailgate to warm up teams. This will be followed by four quarters of play, each with a different trivia style. The styles of quarters one through three will change from show to show, and Dan or I or someone will explain them as we go along. Like any good sporting event, we will have a halftime show after the second quarter with entertainment questions pertaining to sports. And in the fourth quarter, our teams will wager from their points accumulated 
to see who are today's clipboard captains to be honored like the true benchwarmers they are. All right, let's get this game underway. And before we get on to the tailgate, I just want everyone to know that there is going to be a overarching theme to this game. If you can come up with the theme, then it may very well help you in getting answers later on in the game. So be thinking of that as you are answering questions or hearing the questions. And now it's time for the tailgate, consisting of three warm-up questions worth 10 points each. Question number one. In 1993, which future basketball Hall of Famer stood trial for his role in a racial brawl in Hampton, Virginia, in a bowling alley? After spending four months incarcerated, the governor answered his call for clemency. I'm pretty sure we can check that in, right, John? Yeah, I'm in. We're going to go and check in. All right, everyone hits the Yankees is checked in. Take our knees, Brandon Roy. You can talk it out. Why do I not know this? I know this seems like something that is should be probably is common knowledge. We're just uh, yeah, you know, I was five. I was five, so I was four. Yeah, so uh, we should start thinking about knucklehead basketball Hall of Famers. I, I wonder if this is someone that wasn't in the league yet. Um, I mean, they sure they could have been playing, but then I feel like I definitely would have heard about it. If someone was in cars during the season, but. After spending four months and the governor answered his call, wouldn't it be somebody who would be established maybe? Yeah, that's true. To Maybe to get back so he could play in the season. Right. Um, Hampton, Virginia. I don't, I don't know who's from Virginia. Right. I was going to say, that doesn't help me either. I think like Ralph Sampson, but <laughs> it's not Ralph Sampson. Yeah, I, I don't know. Who was an a-hole back then? I don't – it's not – oh, oh, I know who this is. Oh. I'm pretty sure I know. I, this, I'm pretty sure this is Allen Iverson. Oh yeah, he is from Virginia. Yep, he sure is. And I remember this now. I watched I watched that movie last year. Uh, we're checked in with the answer, Allen Iverson. <laughs> All right, um, everyone hates the Yankees. What did you say? Yeah, I think uh, I watched that same movie. I think it happened at a bowling alley. Well, yeah, that was in the question, so yeah, it did. Oh, it was okay. <laughs> 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 no, but the that's uh, Hampton, Virginia is out by the out by the ocean, right? It's on the that peninsula, and uh, something because he, he was a super famous, you know, high school basketball player, and so obviously the governor who he was, and and so yeah, that's how it got through. So yeah, Allen Iverson. All right, both teams getting points there. It was Allen Iverson that the governor answered the call for uh, <laughs> question number two in the tailgate this pitcher had a pretty decent 1981 season he won rookie of the year the Cy Young the silver slugger led the majors in strikeouts and for good measure he won the world series checked in yep yep, yep. all right take our knees Brandon Roy is checked in and that means everyone hates the Yankees. You can talk it out. That's that uh, Fernando Venezuela, right? Or Valenzuela? Venezuela. Valenzuela, yeah. Yeah. Jimmy Columbia? No. <laughs> <laughs> Fernando Venezuela. <laughs> Chile. Hey, he's no Marco Argentino, okay? Oh, Ricky Peru. <laughs> <laughs> that actually sounds like the 12th guy on an NBA team. Peter Paraguay. <laughs> okay, yeah, Fernando Valenzuela, right? Yeah. Okay, yep. Yeah. We'll check in with that. 
take our knees. Brandon Roy, what did you say? Yeah, um, I was typing it. Scott sent it through quicker than I did. We checked in with Fernando Valenzuela. All right, both teams getting points. Uh, that was a very, very good season that Fernando Valenzuela had. Uh, he kind of petered out, but uh, he he really, really took the majors by storm in the early 80s. Question number three in the tailgate. According to the official record books, who was awarded the gold medal in the 100 meters at the Seoul Olympics? Oh, I got it. Yeah. Is that right, John? Yeah, that looks about right to me. I was uh, actually have my mind at a different Olympic, apparently. But oh, okay, we can go ahead and check in, Dan. All right, everyone hates the Yankees. Has checked in. Take our knees, Brandon Roy. Talk it out. Yeah, like I said, I think you said Seoul. You think Seoul was eighty-eight? I'm pretty sure that was around the time that Ben Johnson was disqualified for doping, and I thought Carl Lewis was second. I mean, they're they're both prolific names, and Carl Lewis definitely has a gold medal. So those fit. Sure. Yeah. I don't think I'm going to get any anywhere else yeah. for that time frame. So, all right. Uh, we'll check in with Carl Lewis. And everyone hates the Yankees. What did you say? You want to take this one, John? Oh, yeah. No, I was, um, I actually had myself in the wrong year. But uh, when you said Ben Johnson, about DQ and everything, that sold with, like I said, with 88. Mm-hmm. Uh, best we came up with was Carl Lewis as well. Both teams will be receiving their points. Yes, that is correct. Ben Johnson was uh, disqualified for uh, for drugs, and um, Carl Lewis was in second place, so he uh, ended up with the gold medal. After the tailgate, we have a score of Take Our Knees Brandon Roy has 30, and Everyone Hates the Yankees also has 30. Before we get to the first quarter, we wanted to let you know that we are on Patreon if you'd be interested in supporting us financially. Your contributions will be used to help us cover the costs that it takes to bring you the high-quality sports trivia you have come to expect from us. There's also some great perks that come with the Patreon membership to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast, including bonus episodes and Benchwarmers swag. You can find us at patreon.com slash TP. Thanks. Today's first quarter will be pre and post game. Pre and post game. For this quarter, there will be five before and after style questions. For example, if I said, what all-time leader in receptions for the Indianapolis Colts was a Notre Dame safety drafted by the Minnesota Vikings? The answer would be Marvin Harrison Smith. Each question is worth 20 points. Question number one in pre and post game. He finished his 32 year professional career with a record of 103 and 16, along with the nickname Manos de Piedra, and also had a brief stint in the Cincinnati Red System, where he learned to drop his elbow in order to improve his swing all before moving on to a much more illustrious career in the entertainment industry. I know it, Marcus. Oh, it fits. Oh, <laughs> yes, it does. We are checked in. All right. Take our knees. Brandon Roy has checked in. Everyone hates the Yankees. You can talk it out. Dropping his elbow with an illustrious career in entertainment makes me think that that's got to be a wrestler. 
Yeah. And the only wrestler that I know played baseball is the Macho Man, Randy Savage. Oh, yeah. So the first part of it was 32-year professional career, the record of... 103 and 16. That would be boxing? Because Manos, Manos is hands. What's that? Manos means hands. Yeah, Manos up here, right? Oh, okay. So who had, like, who would boxer? What, 103 wins for a boxer? No, I can't imagine being 103 wins as a boxer, but uh, that's that's what Manos means is hands. That's what I got so far, so... Mans of what is Piedra? Oh, that's no, you got my Spanish already. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's it. It could be a goalie, maybe, maybe, but uh, ran. Uh, so if it's Randy Savage, it could be like a like a blasting Duran. Oh, um, Roberto Duran. That's yeah, there you go. That's as good as I'm gonna get. All right, we're gonna check in with uh, Roberto Durandy Savage and take our knees, Brandon Roy. What did you say? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh man, I was really hoping you guys were gonna keep going down that uh that uh hockey route, but uh yeah, uh, I came up. I I knew Manos was hands, and I, I immediately said, "Oh yeah, uh, Roberto Duran's nickname was Hands of Stone." So I said Roberto Duran, and then Scott was like, "Oh yeah, I know it." So yes, we also checked in with Roberto Durandy Savage. Both teams getting points. I would have also have accepted Roberto to Randy Poffo. <laughs> Either one would have been acceptable, but um, I'm glad you both went with Randy Savage. That's because the cream will rise to the top. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Question number two in pre and post game. In 2008, he was the AL Cy Young Award winner, the AL Comeback Player of the Year, as well as the MLB wins leader, and he and his brother separately defected from Cuba. He would win the 1997 World Series before going on to spend time with the Giants, Expos, Diamondbacks, Twins, Rockies, Mets, Nationals, Astros, Braves, and Brewers. Oh, is it this? I think it's this for the first part, Marcus. Ugh, yeah. I hate that name, but yeah. Yeah, I, I, but that makes sense. The time frame and yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. If it's all right, we're we're checked in. Take our knees, Brandon Roy has checked in. Everyone hates the Yankees. Talk it out. Um, ninety-seven World Series. Who won the ninety-seven World Series? Was that the uh, Marlins? The Marlins. I was gonna say the Marlins, right? Yeah, they they won it like the first one. What the first couple years in? The first one I thought of with all those different teams on there was Bartolo Colon, but I can't, I don't know that Bartolo Colon was on that team. 97. That was the year they beat the Indians, right? Yeah. What team? The uh, Cleveland baseball team. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> um, was, was Bartolo Colon on those Mar on that Marlins team? I couldn't even tell you. I'm trying to piggyback off what you're saying about Bartolo and trying to find a name with Bar. So 2008 AL Cy Young Award winner, AL Comeback Player of the Year. Uh, so is there anybody whose name ends with Bart? Something Bart? I'm not even going to stop. I'm thinking, I'm thinking ending at Bar, B-A-R. I think if we spent the next 15 minutes going over this, we could probably come up with an answer, but I can't come up with a, anything either for either one of them. So we go with, uh, how about we go with... Uh, my card detailed Z Bartolo Cologne. 
So I can't come up with anything. So yeah, you want to do the Z Bart Tolo Cologne? Yeah, let's go with the Z Bart Tidy Card. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Z Bart Tolo Cologne. Take our knees, Brandon Roy. What did you say? Yeah, I I locked onto this one right away before you finish the question here because 97 World Series, as I've expressed before, is my favorite World Series because it's the first one I I really followed as a kid. And just went seven games, and it was dramatic. And uh, as soon as you said defected with his brother, the uh, I had a VHS tape of this series, and the whole story was about the defection of Levon uh, Hernandez and his brother El Duque, Orlando Hernandez. So I knew right away, and then I just had to find the Cy Young Award winner that matched up, realized that that was Cliff Lee. So we checked in with Cliff Levon Hernandez. One team getting points. Correct answer that I'm looking for is... Cliff Levon Hernandez. Moving on to question number three in the pre and post game. This 1984 rookie of the year and three-time World Series champion had a sordid career riddled with drug use and also was a defenseman who served as captain for four straight Stanley Cup winners in the early 1980s. Yeah, hockey... I think I, got, I think I got the first part. Yeah, no, I'm 100% with you on that one. <laughs> I just was disappointed because I was already nodding because I saw you typing with the first part, and then I heard the second part of the question, and I cried on the inside. Somewhere Eric is yelling at his listening device. Hey, Eric, who cares about 80s hockey, you nerd? Or any, for that matter. <laughs> Listen, I'm all about the Kraken, but anything else? Exactly. Kraken fans for life. I would have been a Kraken fan, but uh, somehow the Wild ended up in the Kraken's division. I have no idea how that happened. Hey, Dan, as far as I'm concerned, that's an excuse for us to hang out. That's fine. We can hang out. Oh, wait. Oh, in that case, I'm also a Wild fan now. I just want to officially declare. You could have declared as a Kraken fan. I mean, that would have been a lot less painful. No, but that's too obvious as to what I'm doing. All right. We're going to go ahead and check in. All right. Everyone Hates the Yankees has checked in. Take our knee, Brandon Roy. You can... Talk it out. Oh, so maybe I maybe it's Barry Melrose. That's the only Barry I know that's associated with hockey, unless you have something else. It's not. I, I'm I'm excited that I know one Barry associated with hockey. <laughs> Trying to get a second one. Yeah. So we both agree. Uh, Scott <laughs> Scott hammered it out. Daryl Strawberry. And we both agree 100 percent that that that's him. Um, so, yeah, you want to check that in? Yes, because there, there's no way we're coming up with another Barry that's affiliated with hockey. All right. Checking in with Daryl Straw, Barry Melrose. And everyone hates the Yankees. What did you say? Well, uh, Daryl Strawberry came to my head right off the rip. Uh, Matt sent me Daryl Strawberry before I could even type it. Um, I'm not, not the biggest hockey guy. I'm aware of Barry Melrose. And I'm asking myself, I'm like, is he going to put a play on Daryl Straw, Barry Melrose? But that's good. It's going to get there. And uh, Matt seemed pretty confident himself. So we went with Daryl Strawberry Melrose. And I'm not going to be giving any points out, unfortunately. If you remember correctly, Daryl Strawberry had a teammate who was also very much into the drugs. Dwight Gooden. And the defenseman who served as the captain for the Islanders was Dennis Potvin. So Dwight Good Dennis Potman. 
Potvin would have been your answer for this one. Potvin? Like, <laughs> is that close to Felix the Cat Potvin? Yes. I don't think they're related at all, but they do have the same last name. Even if we would have stuck on Dwight Gooden, I would have never gotten Dennis Potvin. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm pretty sure I we probably would have ended up answering Dwight Good Dennis Leary. Like, I'm just thinking that's what it would have been for us. <laughs> He's a hockey fan. He is. Wouldn't have been too far off. Question number four. This three-time Nesmith Coach of the Year fully embraced his one-and-done philosophy on his way to six Final Four appearances and a national title, and also... He's been a member of the College Game Day cast since 2015. There it is. All right. You want to do that? Yeah. All right. We're checking in. Take our knees, Brandon. Roy has checked in. Everyone hates the Yankees. Talk it out. Yeah, I'm trying to think of who's on that College Game Day. Uh, I think you're right. Kirk Herbstreet is on there. I'm trying to think of the other guy. Uh, is it Lee Corso? Lee Corso, yeah. Uh, um. Oh, but then there's uh, what's his name that played for Michigan that also was MVP for the Packers Super Bowl, Desmond Howard. Yeah, yeah, him. Uh, I always think of the coach that's fully embraced the one and done was Rick Patino at both Kentucky and Louisville, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what other coaches fully embraced embrace the one and done? Co- college game day cast since 2015, so it's uh. Well, who's the main? Who's the main like anchor guy? Is that Kirk Herbstreet? Kirk Herbstreet is the analyst. He's the one who's the Ohio State running back years ago. You you meant to say Homer? <laughs> yeah, he is. He is. He's a terrible analyst, but that's fine. I think he's a great analyst. He just clearly favors Ohio State. <laughs> okay, well there you go. That, that that's I like that better. Yeah, I just want I just want to know who the anchor is. The guy, the ESPN guy. That's the anchor that I can't think of his name. Uh... I can see his face, but. It's not going to come to me. All right. You want to punt or do you want to Rick Patino Martinez? <laughs> Rick Patino Martinez. I'm, I'm there. I'm there. There it is. We're going to check in with Rick Patino Martinez. And take our knees, Brandon Roy. What did you say? Well, uh, yeah, definitely Rick Patino. I think, has had quite a few one and dones, but the king of one and done, the architect of one and done to us was John Calipari at Kentucky. And that led us, or, you know, we were, you know, that came pretty quick. Scott, Scott typed that before the, before the question was even, uh, you know, done. And I was racking my brain and then I went, oh, and the anchor you're thinking of, uh, Matt is Reese Davis. Mm. So we checked in with John Calipari, Reese Davis. One team getting points. The answer I was looking for was John Calipari, Reese Davis. When Matt said I can see his face, I was, in my head I was like, I wanted to ask Matt, is it a stupid face? But I didn't want to help him out at all, you know? Like, is it a punchable face? That's like every ESPN guy. Right? Like Carl Ravitch. Oh, I want to punch him in the face. Uh, what's his face that's leaving? Uh, Levitard? No. I'm more of a Stuart Scott punch in the face guy. Oh. <laughs> Whoa. Stuart Scott? Oh, yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Jeez. Mm. I'm gonna have to disagree with you on that one, but yeah. <laughs> Tom Rinaldi. That's who I was thinking of. Tom Rinaldi. Oh shoot, no. I love Stuart Scott. Stephen A. Smith. 
Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we all agree on that one. That, yeah. <laughs> Matt, Matt was literally about to kick you out of the Zoom meeting. Stuart <laughs> Scott, are you We were all me? like, oh, my God, he's not even with us. Rest in peace. Come on. Stephen A. Smith. <laughs> he's the one. Yeah, RIP, baby. Oh, my God. Oh, man. Ooh. And on that note, going on to question number five. This Colombian defenseman, unfortunately, and perhaps fatally deflected the ball into his own goal in the 1994 World Cup and won two consecutive Super Bowl MVPs, only one of two players to have ever accomplished this feat. Yep, Johnny, that's it. We're going to go ahead and check in, Dan. Everybody hates the Yankees, or everyone hates the Yankees, I suppose, has checked in. Take our knees, Brandon Roy. You can talk it out. Yeah, we talked about this recently. There was a question about this, the guy that got murdered, I'm, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, perhaps, fatally. Yeah, no, he got straight up murdered for this. He did. Um, <laughs> Escobar. I'm pretty sure it was Escobar. Yeah, once you said Escobar, I was like, oh, yeah, the 30 for 30 was called the two Escobars. Like, I only heard about it, like, last month on this podcast. <laughs> Just trying to remember its first name. I feel like yeah. maybe it's Luis. Okay, I'm good to go with that because I'm not going to get any closer to that. Uh, and with that, we I also I once once I was thinking about it, and he said Escobar. I went, oh yeah, the consecutive MVPs I believe is Bart Starr in one and two. <sighs> Crap! Now I'm like, is it Juan? Even though, even though we should retroactively give it to Max McGee for what transpired the night before he won, uh, <laughs> or before the Packers <laughs> won Super Bowl one, he should be the MVP. But uh. Yeah, let's just go with Luis. Yeah, because now, now I'm like, I'm like, is it Juan? Is it Jose? Is it Ricardo? All right, yeah. So we're going to check in with Luis Escobart Star. All right, checking in Luis Escobart Star. And everyone hates the Yankees. What did you say? Uh, yep, uh, it is uh, Andres Escobart Star. All right, I am giving points to one team. On this one, the correct answer is Andres Escobart Star. And um, the only other player to win two consecutive Super Bowl MVPs, Terry Bradshaw. All right. After the first quarter, we have a score of Take Our Knees, Brandon Roy has 90, and Everyone Hates the Yankees has 70. Today's second quarter will be Five on Five. Five on five. For this quarter, there will be five categorized lists containing five items each, where each item is worth 10 points. The teams will attempt to guess as many items as they can. However, if a team has an incorrect guess, they will receive zero points for that list. Question number one in five on five. Other than John Elway, name the Five offensive players drafted in the first round of the 1983 NFL draft who went on to become Hall of Famers. Okay, we're going to go ahead and check in, Dan. Everyone hates the Yankees has checked in. Take our knees, Brandon Roy. You can talk it out. <sighs> okay, so this is much like the Sonics uh, thing because I pride myself on my draft knowledge, and this is agonizing. Uh Marino and Kelly Scott came with at before the question was over again. Uh, yeah, for sure. 
Um, and then he said, probably a running back. And he said, Dickerson. And I said, yeah, I think so. Because I believe 84 was his second year when he set the record that still stands. Which yeah. Is, that, that sounds about right. I think it, I think Dickerson's right. Um, God, it's just tough to think back that far and think about who was in the top. I know. And then the other thing is too, like, is this two offensive linemen? It, it could be, you know, this is, yeah, that's the thing. I'm worried that it, it could end up just being. Let's just go with the three. Two on, yeah. We feel good with it. Um, I'd have to see a draft order to get anywhere else, but yeah, let's let's check in with uh, Dan Marino, Jim Kelly, and Eric Dickerson. All right, checking in with Dan Marino, Jim Kelly, and Eric Dickerson, and uh, everyone hates the Yankees. What did you say? Yeah, we, you know, we had uh, Dan Marino pretty quick and Eric Dickerson, we came up with uh, pretty quickly after that. We weren't 100% sure on Jim Kelly, but we went with him anyway. And then the two that I don't, well, no, I, I'm pretty sure Bruce Matthews was in that draft. I don't know if he was a first round draft pick, and I'm not sure if that was 83. So we didn't go with Bruce Matthews. Uh, and I don't know who the fifth one is. So we just checked in with those three with uh, Marino, Kelly, and Dickerson. All right. Well, both teams will be receiving 30 points. The uh, the five that were Hall of Famers, um, five offensive players from the first round of that draft that did make it to the Hall of Fame. Eric Dickerson, Jim Kelly, Dan Marino, Bruce Matthews, and Jim Covert. Um, cornerback Daryl Green was also selected in the first round. All right, let's moving on to question number two. I'd like you to name the five starters for the Michigan Wolverines in the 1993 NCAA basketball championship game. Yes, yes, yes. We're checked in, Dan. <laughs> Take our knees. Brandon Roy has checked in. Everyone hates the Yankees. You can talk it out. No, 93 Michigan, right? Is that what was it, Michigan? Not Michigan State. Michigan. Yeah, that's the that was the Fab Five, right? Or was the Fab Five? Well, 90, I might be mixing them up. Yeah. It, no, it was Michigan, not Michigan State. Yeah. So I know it's Michigan, but I don't know if that Fab Five was there for both years because. So so here we go. So in 92, the final four was in Minneapolis. Uh And I think 92 was the year when Weber took the timeout. The timeout, yeah. But after after Steve Webb, I got nothing. I mean, uh, college is really in my world at all. Again, uh, I hate to say it. I mean, I'm trying to like, no, I'm just trying to think of names that would be around that time. Then I would just throw them out and after hearing, you know, Doc Gooden and there's one guy there's one guy in the team that ended up not going to the nba i think or didn't play much in the nba if he did but there are four of the starters that played decent time in the nba and i can't i'm totally spacing on all of them except for chris weber i I, know and this uh, this is gonna kill me because i know one of them played for the Timberwolves for a couple years and he was a journeyman that played at a bunch of different places and it's, I, I want to say like it's Javon, but it's not Javon. And I keep on thinking of Javon Walker. Of course, it's not Javon Walker. <laughs> Stupid. But I can't think of his name. Ja, Jamal. No. No, you just said, no, I just uh, can't think of his name. 
So oh. let's just go with Chris Weber is the only one we can come up with that I have any confidence. So as soon as I hear all the rest of the names, I'll go, yep, I'm dumb. I should have known that one. Yep, I'm stupid. But All right, checking in with Chris Weber and uh, take our knees, Brandon Roy. What did you say? So we're going to uh, take a shot at the all five of the Fab Five here. So we checked in with uh, Chris Weber, Dewan Howard, Jalen Rose, King, and Jackson. All right. One team is getting, actually, both teams are getting their points. Um, one team is getting all 50, however, because the answers were Chris Weber, Juwan Howard, wow. Jalen Rose, Ray Jackson, and Jimmy King. Jimmy King. And Jimmy King was the one that was the, that didn't have an NBA career, right? Yeah, he went on to uh, become a, a crappy wrestler <laughs> John, in a WCW oh, movie. Yes, yeah. I was just going to say. Hey, you come on, GDP, man. Jimmy the King. <laughs> I will rule you. I will reign supreme. Dan asked a wrestling-adjacent question earlier that was the only wrestling question I would probably ever get in my life. Except for <laughs> something about who drove somebody to school. Isn't that something about... Oh, that was... Under the Giant or somebody like drove somebody to school. Anyway, go ahead. Let's move on to question number three. <laughs> I'd like you to name the five players who received first place Heisman votes who played for Pete Carroll at USC. Be in mind, this does not mean that they had to win the Heisman. They just needed to receive a first place vote. All right, we're going to go ahead and check in, Dan. All right, everyone hates the Yankees has checked in. Take our knees, Brandon Roy. You can talk it out. Oh, this what has a been discussion. Fun. Yes, this has this been is, fun. Yes, because it's just reliving, you know, the like the high school days when USC just started to get good and, like, right after that college days, like, just looking at the roster. So like I would I was playing like the college football games and you had to like generate the names yourself. Exactly. Oh and, like, my gosh. I would look up USC's whole roster and just because they were all like over 80 overall in the game. I know I know joke. Let's say from NCAA 04 to like maybe 10, I probably spent more time actually putting in names in the game yep. than I did actually playing. Mm -hmm. So, anyways, we know that uh <laughs> yeah, we know that Bush and Leinart got votes because they won it. Thousand percent. I don't remember Reggie Bush um, winning. <laughs> oh, okay. Anyways, <laughs> thousand percent, and yeah. it, then it just comes back to when did Carroll start there? Right, because we want to say Carson Palmer, but we're not quite sure that he fit underneath of the. Carroll. I'm starting to feel more like he did though. Like for some reason, I do, 2002 I do too, because jumped in my head as Carroll's arrival. That was NCAA 02 had Palmer on the front. That was the first video game I bought with my own money. Yep, it's just a matter of was Carroll. So that, but that NCA 02 would have been the 01 season. So was Carroll there for nine years? That's that's tough. Well, Palmer wasn't drafted till 03, so he did play in 02. Oh, yeah, also. you're right. You're right. So you're right. if Carroll went there in 02, or no, it was, still... it was, you, excuse me, it was NCA 04 that was Palmer. Excuse right. Me. It was NCA 04 that was 03 Palmer, season. Was 03 season. Yeah. But 04 05 is like peak USC. So you would think that maybe he was probably there for a couple of years before they got really yeah, good. Yeah, I I think we should put Palmer. In if there. we put Palmer, then we have to put Mike Williams, right? Because I I feel Mike Williams good about was that. what oh four, oh five, oh five. He was drafted. I, I thought I think he was drafted in oh. He was drafted later no, because he had to sit right? out a year. 
No, well, wasn't it because they went receiver three years in a row, right? And it was oh two oh three and oh four. Yeah, right. Because right. Rogers was oh right. two. Yeah. Yes, you're right. So you're he right. was either oh three or yeah. Because Mike Williams, Mike Williams led them to Dwayne Jarrett, and Dwayne Jarrett was there during those big years. Yeah. Because Mike, yeah, Mike Williams, he had that sophomore year, and then he tried to come out under the Claret rule, and then they said, "Screw all of you children, and you guys have to sit out a year." Um, and then he got fat. So, uh, so yeah. Do you want to? Do you want to do Bush, Liner, Williams, and Palmer? Yeah, let's go with those four. So we're gonna check in with Carson Palmer, Reggie Bush, Matt Liner, and Mike Williams. All right, checking in: Palmer, Leinert, Bush, and Williams. And um, everyone hates the Yankees. What did you say? Oh, uh, we we, we mulled over this for a while. I have a. Saying I say to people, especially playing fantasy football, uh, never trust a USC quarterback. And like, I don't know much about college football, but USC quarterbacks, I'm in there with, especially, you know, considering I had to deal with Carson Palmer for quite a few years. Um, had to deal with him. He had nothing, he was trash. I'm just saying, let's never trust a USC quarterback. Never trust a USC quarterback. <laughs> As a Bengals you're fan, gonna you got to deal with you're Carson You're going to deal Palmer. with one and done. You're going to deal with butt fumbles. You're going to deal with, you know, remove removals of your <laughs> it's just, it's, Anyway, um, we saw a bunch of names. Uh, Matt Liner came to mind, obviously. Reggie Bush came to mind, obviously, um, regardless of whatever he did. Um, uh, Carson Palmer came to mind. Uh, they had to catch uh, at, least, at least one first-place vote, you said, right? Yes. Um, uh, well, we we locked on with uh, Matt Liner, uh, Reggie Bush, and Carson Palmer. With um, we had Matt Barkley and Sanchez in mind as well. Um, didn't even think of Mike Williams. Uh, that fat rat bastard. But uh, that's what we got. We got those. Three. Yeah, we just checked we in with those, those three, three though. Yeah. <laughs> Both teams will be getting their points. As the correct answers are Carson Palmer, Matt Leinert, Reggie Bush, Mike Williams, and then Ray Mauluga got two first place votes. And there was a bonus one in here that I um, originally had in because I had missed something else, but Dwayne Jarrett also received a first place vote. Hey, I said I typed his name to Marcus. So there were five, there oh, were six I, players I would have given points to any of the six that you named in the five that you guessed. Moving on to question number four. I'd like you to tell me the five schools that won the NCAA men's basketball championship while representing the Big East during its original run as a conference from 1979 to 2013. I'm good doing it if you are, man. <laughs> yeah, sure. You want to you want to get the points. Let's do it. All right, we're we're checked in. <laughs> All right. Take our knees. Brandon Roy has checked in. Everyone hates the Yankees. You can talk it out. So we were talking so, about who would the be who was in the original Big East, and I was telling Johnny. So then, so the original teams in the Big East, as far as I understand, were Boston College, UConn, yep. Georgetown, Providence, St. John's, Seton Hall, 
uh-huh. Syracuse, Villanova, and Pittsburgh. Uh-huh. So I think we got so, Georgetown for sure, UConn for sure, right? Yep. Now what about I'm Syracuse? pretty sure Boston uh, College never won a college basketball <laughs> championship. Did, Car- did, did Carmelo win one? At Syracuse? I mean, that might have been one of those years that What's-His-Bucket won one. Um, the guy who has won both Bayheim. of the – what's his name? No, I was the coach, Jim Beheim. Beheim, maybe. Um, I'm not sure, um, but didn't Providence win one like in the mid-'80s? I know that they had a good basketball team, but I don't know if they ever won a championship, though. Yeah, but actually, it was just out of mind, right? I don't think BC. Um, Seton Hall? I don't think Seton Hall. Uh, I know Villanova was one, has won some re- has won recently, one recently, right? But I don't know. Yeah, that, but what, oh, they won one in the early 80s, didn't they? I think you're right. I think you're actually right about that. I'm pretty confident we can go with UConn and Georgetown. I'm a little wavering on Villanova. I think Seton uh, Hall might have won one too, but I. Uh, I'm kind of leaning in on Villanova. I feel like when they were uh, on their run a couple of years ago, that uh, that was part of the discussion, uh, the conversation about them. I think you're right. Um, so uh, Pittsburgh, I don't remember Pittsburgh ever winning a, ever being a really no. good basketball school no the only thing i'm really hung up on is, is i'm trying to figure out if uh mellow won it at syracuse that was, if you, know, you want to gamble because you know we are down by right now we're down by 70 points so we could go with yukon georgetown syracuse and villanova yukon uh dan we're gonna check in with uh yukon georgetown syracuse and villanova all right Take our knees, Brandon Roy. What did you say? Uh, very obviously Georgetown. Very obviously UConn. Multiple times. Rip Hamilton, baby. Uh, <laughs> definitely Syracuse with Carmelo. That's 100% correct. Uh, and then Marcus uh, reminded me that Villanova was in the Big East. Somehow it's based on that. So we checked in with Villanova. And the fifth one we checked in with, I know they won in the 70s. It's just a matter of were they in the Big East at the time. And that uh, was Marquette. So we checked in with UConn, Georgetown, Syracuse, Villanova, and Marquette. All right. Well, the teams that won from the Big East, um, Georgetown did so. 1984 Villanova did so 1985 Yukon did so I can't remember what years so there's more than one 9904 yep. yep Syracuse definitely did it and the last one to do it did it in the last year of the big of the big east being a conference they weren't a member of the conference at the beginning but they certainly were at the end Louisville Ooh, oh, I was thinking, of, but I couldn't remember when they were <laughs> from the USA. Um, and um, Marquette did were win the, the championship, and they did it in 1977 before the Big East became a conference. Gotcha. All right, question five. I would like you to name the five states that are east of the Mississippi River. Oh, I can do that. Who were home to XFL <laughs> teams during its inaugural season in 2001. What about that? I know. There's just there's too many. Uh, like, yeah, we'll check in. 
Take our knees, Brandon Roy has checked in. Everyone hates the Yankees. You can talk it out. So we've locked in on. Um, it seems, John seems like he's got this one pretty hardcore. Yeah. He was he was convinced there was one in Philadelphia, but I'm very sure there wasn't one in Philadelphia. But we do we Pittsburgh? are confident. What's that? How about Pittsburgh? I just feel like it's too big of a state to lose out on an opportunity to have a team there, but. I don't know. It's so long ago, and let's I start used to. Uh, that, let's start with the ones that we do know for sure had ones. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Those. So, uh, so, uh, so we got Florida. Yep. Um, got um, Penn, uh, no, we got uh, Illinois. Yep. Confident there was a Chicago team. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Hitman over there in New Jersey. Yeah, I think they were called the New York New Jersey Hitmen, but I think they played their games in Jersey. Mm-hmm. So I um, think we're okay with saying Illinois, Florida, and New Jersey. Uh, did you want to? Uh, throw, did you want to throw Tennessee in there? I'm like eighty percent sure there was one either in Memphis or in uh, or in Nashville. Nashville. Right? I was thinking so too. And then the only other thing I could think of would be uh, let's see, there's, there's New Orleans, there's St. Louis, but St. Louis maybe. Well, St. Louis would be west of the Mississippi. Doesn't the um Mississippi doesn't the Mississippi River split uh Kansas and St. Louis and uh and Missouri? No, it splits between Illinois, the southern southwestern portion of Illinois, and the western half of uh on the western border of Missouri. So Missouri's bordered by Mississippi and the Missouri. Then I'm getting the rivers yeah, mixed up. You were right. Yep, the Missouri does it does border on the western side of Missouri. Yeah, but anyway, I should have paid more so... attention to Carmen San Diego. <laughs> um, so Florida, Illinois, Jersey, <laughs> Florida, Illinois, Jersey. I'm willing to throw in Tennessee. Yeah, sure. and then I'm I'm um, like twenty five percent to fifth somewhere in that range. Sure that I thought there was one Alabama called, like, called they were in Birmingham, but that one is would be a complete guess. But I, I don't know, have any thunder behind that. I just, for some reason, it sticks in my brain. But that might have been like when the Canadian Football League expanded into the U.S. in the 90s, it might have been there. So maybe I'm just getting those different football leagues confused. So, so I'm going to stick with uh, Illinois, New Jersey, Florida, and then um, Tennessee. Yeah, I feel confident to take a chance on Tennessee. Let's go with those four. All right, checking in with um, Florida, Illinois, New Jersey, and Tennessee. And uh, take our knees, Brandon Roy, what did you say? Well, now I'm a little mad because I could have swore there was a team in Nashville, but I I second-guessed myself. Um, So we checked in with uh, Illinois, Florida, and then New York, New Jersey, if you need us to be more specific, New Jersey. All right. Both teams are going to be getting points here. There was no team in Nashville, but there was one in Memphis. It was, was it Memphis? Okay. Memphis yeah. Maniacs Memphis. with an X. Mm-hmm. Um, there was Whatever. a team in Illinois, the Chicago Enforcers. Mm-hmm. There was a team in Florida, the Orlando Rage. Mm-hmm. We've already talked mm-hmm. about the New York, New Jersey Hitmen, and they played at the Meadowlands, so mm-hmm. they were in New Jersey. And the final one, 
Every time a um, upstart football league decides to place a franchise, they always place one in Birmingham, Alabama, the Birmingham oh, Thunderbolts. The Iron was the most recent uh, XFL uh, team, the Birmingham Iron. Yep. Iron? Oh, <laughs> or no, yeah. excuse me. I think that was the AAF. I think they were the Birmingham Iron. Anyways. All right, well, heading into halftime, we have a score of Take Our Knees, Brandon Roy has 240, and Everyone Hates the Yankees has 220. It has become a close game, which will bring us to halftime. Damn Marquette. Damn Marquette. (laughs) It is now time for the halftime show. There will be five entertainment questions pertaining to sports, with each question worth 20 points. Halftime question number one. Which pastime, which now includes nearly 46 million participants, has its roots with a game that was developed by journalists during their many lunches at New York's La Rotisserie Francaise restaurant in 1980? John, I'm... I'm 90% 90% sure of that. Yeah. We're going to go ahead and check in there, Dan. All right. Everyone hates the Yankees has checked in. Take our knees, Brandon Roy. You can talk it out. I want it to be like, you know, dodgeball. And they were like throwing rotisserie chickens at each other, but I know that's not <laughs> true. You can dodge a wrench. You can dodge a chicken. You're right. Exactly. <laughs> Red Rover. Red, like, Red I, Rover. I want they were to... just lining up while they were waiting Right, I I want them to have like made good use of the rotisserie uh, chickens in this chicken pastime. boxing. They just put the chickens on their hands and they were, uh, yeah, but ta- uh, yeah. table oh, football, yeah, with yeah. the chickens, or, uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, I feel like you know journalists like it's got to be something you can do pretty quickly, right? Because what about uh, what about uh, the finger football game? Yeah, it could definitely be that or any of those anything that you like play with like it could be garbage can basketball <laughs> yeah why not that why not no, that could be anything why not garbage that... can basketball i don't know <sighs> yeah this one is stopping I, me I, i'm really excited to find out the answer because i want to picture it in my head yeah but i i don't i have no i'm not sure pick one of those that we named gosh i don't i don't know garbage can basketball all right, there it is. Checking in with garbage can basketball. Everyone hates the Yankees. What did you have? Well, because John and I first heard New York and lunch and we're both fat, we both instantly thought of hot dog eating. But uh, quickly I then remembered, and thank you 30 for 30 for bringing this to my attention. I believe it was at that uh, lunch counter that they came up with the rules for rotisserie baseball which nowadays would be called fantasy sports. One team will be receiving their points. The correct answer is trash can bat. No, it is <laughs> fantasy sports. For all the reasons that Matt just said, it was uh, it was rotisserie baseball that started it. Oh. But then that moved on to other rotisserie sports, and then that is the basis for fantasy sports. At least they utilize rotisserie some in some way. I'm, I'm fulfilled. <laughs> trash can basketball. I mean, I missed my calling. <laughs> yeah, yeah <right>? exactly. 
senior year of high school all day every class i was doing <laughs> i had a roommate in college ago. who was deadly accurate at shooting wadded up um napkins into the glasses in the cafeteria like from nice. across the table deadly wow. accurate it was a sight to behold question those number bethel, two those, those bethel kids too that was a little scandalous there right you know yeah we could play we could do that we couldn't dance um question number two which 2010 oscar nominated film recounts the true story of the springbok national team and their quest for the 1995 world cup and how it united their nation we're checked in um dance all right yep all right everyone hits the yankees is checked in take our knees brandon roy talk it out well um shout out to the pub trivia experience because uh i learned this on that episode because i Last i had to answer a question of whether or not this film was nominated for an oscar and i said no and turns out it was and so uh we both thought this was invictus and um everyone hates the yankees what did you say yep same same film invictus and shout out, to the, shout out to the pub trivia experience to ask me this question after I had written this question <laughs> and knew for a fact that it was nominated for two Oscars. The correct answer is Invictus. Question number three, which artist on a 1991 track, the name of which I will not personally say, Encouraged his listeners to stop giving juice to the Raiders because Al Davis never paid us. Yep, checking in. All right, everyone hates the Yankees is checked in. Take our knees, Brandon Roy, and talk it out. So we both think Ice Cube is a very easy and safe answer because that's around that time um nwa like kind of exploded popularity for the raiders because yeah they yeah. wore raider stuff um they were rocking raiders gear and you know you know the lakers beat the supersonics like he had a good day and yeah um but yeah it's uh i don't know the thing is is is, is it too obvious that that's what, what we're kind of fighting it's a track he will not personally say which, which leads me to believe has an expletive yes. in it that people of his uh, particular skin tone <laughs> should not utter. Because, uh, Matt, that's racist. Black don't crack. Marcus told me it's not racist, so I'm going with Marcus. I mean, I said it's true. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm not I'm saying kidding. anything else. I'm, I'm you never heard me kidding. say those words. Um <laughs> I, yeah, I, I just yeah. like, I wanted him to, to repeat it and, and put it in the chat because I want to see if it was artist or artists. I wanted to make sure that I heard it correctly because right. it, it, it's not going to be NWA. Right. Exactly. If it's art, exactly. If it, that was my thought too. Um, he didn't say group, he said singular. artist. So I say we go with Ice Cube. Do you, does that sound good? Yeah, let's do it. We're checked in. We're checked in with uh, Ice Cube. Checking in with Ice Cube and everyone hates the Yankees. What did you say? You know, damn, for what it's worth, you know, I wouldn't say it either. <laughs> <laughs> of my own volition, I just won't say it either. But um, I was trying to rack my brain. We talked about it already. Like, you already knew, had an idea who it was going to be, you know, talking about the, the Raiders. It's going to think of uh, uh, NWA. 
those lovely gentlemen with uh, attitudes. Lovely gentlemen. You're the last one of the I like it. Um, I don't know if they would, but uh, yeah, we got a uh, cube, ice cube. Both teams checking in with ice cube, and both teams will be getting their points. the uh, The name of the song was uh, picked the wrong lovely gentleman to uh, to mess with. <laughs> which might be the name of our of our of our episode the, the wrong, lovely, wrong gentleman. lovely gentleman to mess with i don't know i really like never trusting usc quarterback well, that's just good advice that is good advice oh question number four on september 7th 1996 mike tyson finished off bruce selden in under two minutes to become one of the fastest title defenses in WBA history. However, the murder of which West Coast legend who was in attendance would go on to cast a dark cloud over the weekend? We're checked in. All right. Um, take our knee. Brandon Roy is checked in. Everyone hates the Yankees. You can talk it out. Uh, so, so West Coast, that's got to be... Right? Uh, California love. Was it? Did he die in 97? Yeah, he did die in 96 because of. Biggie died, Biggie died in 97 anyway. 97, I believe. Late 97. No, it's not Biggie. It's, um, it's Tupac. No, no, no. I know that. No, I know that. I was just saying. Biggie died in 97 anyway. So it wouldn't even be. Never mind. No, he's East. If I got to choose the coast, I got to choose the East. Um. <laughs> Sing it. Yeah, it's got to be Pac. <laughs> yeah, Tupac. And who was else was in the car with him? Did somebody else die, or was it Suge Knight that was in the car with him? No. Uh, the person in the car with no, him. No, no, right? no, no, no. Just, oh, yeah, my Tupac God. Check in so I can tell you. All right. Okay. We're checking in with Tupac. All right. Checking in with Tupac. Take our knees, Brandon Roy. What did you say? So... As soon as you said the date, it immediately popped in my head as I know what the date was. And I was like, where's he going with this? Um, Matt, I've never been more proud of you than I am right now for knowing that Biggie was East Coast and that Tupac <laughs> was West Coast in, in air quotes because he was East Coast, but migrated. Um, mm -hmm. I will wait for Marcus to... Uh, out on bail, fresh out of jail, California dreaming. Soon as I step on the scene, I'm hearing hoochie screaming, feeling for money and alcohol and life of the West Side. It's, uh, yeah, we, we checked it with Tupac. Suge Knight was in the car with him uh, when it happened. Shug, okay, he just, was. Just watch All Eyes right. on Me. It's one of my favorite movies. Just I don't. I'll, so I'll there's been like about three different podcasts about that, and there's been movies about it. And I, I just, for some reason, it's the one of those things that in life just, I have no interest in. I don't know why. I just don't really care about it. For the record, the answer is uh, Tupac. Just throwing that out there. All right. Question number five, going in the complete opposite direction. <laughs> Country music star. In 1980, <laughs> which cast member of CBS's NFL Today threw a punch at co-host Brent Musburger, causing a rift in their working relationship? Musburger would muse, fortunately for my jaw, his aim was as good as his handicapping has been recently. Wide to the left. And yeah, we're going to go ahead and check in, Dan. 
All right, everyone hates the Yankees has checked in. Take our knees, Brandon Roy. You can talk it out. Okay, so originally I thought kicker, and then handicapping. Initially, I was like right. thinking golf, but handicapping can also be gambling. So, is this Jimmy the Greek, the gambling dude? Because I know he was on early or in that era as like a gambling expert, and then they like celebrated it before, you know, right before it all went down. Yeah, I, I honestly I like the logic, and I can't come up with anything remotely. <laughs> yeah, I started going to kickers in my head, and I'm like, oh gosh. And then you threw out George. Yeah, like, yeah you said George like, Landa, and I was like, oh, maybe. I don't know. Uh, so yeah, do you want to go with that, Jimmy the Greek? Okay. Yeah, I'm good We're with gonna that. Check in with Jimmy the Greek. Checking in with Jimmy the Greek, and everyone hates the Yankees. What did you say? Yeah, we checked in right away with Jimmy the Greek based off of the gambling reference in the question. Both teams will be receiving their points. Um, yeah, they uh, they had a little bit of a brawl at the bar, and uh, Jimmy the Greek threw a punch at Brent Musburger, and um, that was kind of the uh, kind of the last straw. Jimmy the Greek kind of got in a lot of trouble after that. Um, you don't hit Kermit the Frog like that. You just don't do it. Brent Musburger probably deserved it. You know, he's gotten, correct me if I'm wrong, my wife told me this once, he's gotten two DWIs while in Lincoln, Nebraska. Well, what else is there to do in Lincoln? <laughs> Matt says, correct me if I'm wrong, as if any of us know about the ongoings of Lincoln, Nebraska. <laughs> no, I'm I'm assuming that somebody on the benches will correct me on that. Maybe it's just one, but I thought it was Fair two. enough. All right. Well, heading into the second half, we have a tight one. It is a tie game at 320 points apiece. Now on to the second half. We'd like to take a minute to invite you to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at BenchwarmersTP. We also have a Facebook group for fans of the pod called The Bench. Join us there to comment on the latest episodes and share cool sports facts and trivia. If you'd be willing to rate and review us on iTunes or Stitcher, we'd greatly appreciate the support so that other people may find this podcast. Thanks. Today's third quarter will be The Missing Link. The whole game was a missing link. <laughs> it's a game within a game. The Missing Link. This quarter will consist of five questions with theme-linked answers. The teams will attempt to answer the questions and guess the theme. Each question is worth 20 points. If a team checks in first via chat to the host with the correct theme before the fifth question, they will earn 100 points. The other team can still earn 50 points with the correct theme guess. If neither team has checked in with the correct theme before the fifth question, each team can earn 50 points with the correct answer to the theme after the fifth question. For my own edification, has anybody figured out what the theme of the game is? I nope. think I just did. Yes. Yeah. East Coast versus West Coast? Well, East well, versus West. Say. Yeah. yeah, right. That's, oh, that's it. Right. I was just... <laughs> Did you all figure it out? I, I think so. There was, he just beat up my pot. No. <laughs> what did you do? That should help us. That was me this. just talking about Biggie versus Tupac. Oh, East no, it's not. It's not, it's not. it's not East versus it, West. It's not. Oh, okay, okay. No, no. <laughs>
Question number one in the missing link. Which hard-hitting inside linebacker whose 1988 autobiography led to the resignation of his college coach was the only player to be a two-time Butkus Award winner? Yeah. Yes. 100%. We're checked in. Take our knees. Brandon Roy has checked in. Everyone hates the Yankees. You can talk this out. So if you wrote his autobiography in 98, and 88, I'm sorry. He had to have been a player during the 70s. I mean, did he have to? I mean, I guess he could have He could have been a... I mean, so it had to be a player that either was... Because I think the Buckus... It didn't call, get called the Buckus Award until at least the... Because Buckus didn't retire until the late 60s, early 70s. So, oh, yeah. so it had to have been somebody within that late 70s, 80s era, right? I mean, Singletary played until like 90... Ken Norton a linebacker? Ken Norton was a linebacker, yeah. But he didn't retire until like 94-ish or maybe even later because he won all those Super Bowls with the Cowboys and with the 49ers. Yeah. So uh, what about uh, what about Brian Bosworth? Well, I thought Brian Bosworth. Because <laughs> uh. he didn't say he was a hard-hitting – he said – Hard-hitting inside linebacker. This is Oklahoma. Who was the coach? It would have been um, what's his bucket Oklahoma that went on to coach the Cowboys? Uh, Switzer. Switzer, uh, Barry Switzer. That's about that time frame, 1988. No, he would have re- he would have resigned. Like he left. Yes, and Switzer Oklahoma was on Cowboys. Like One. Uh, Switzer was a Cowboys. What 94, 95. Yeah, you're right. Because Jimmy left about like ninety three ish. What do you want to go with? You can pick one and just shoot the shot. I mean, you you said on Singletary earlier, and that's pretty much yeah. You want to just go with Singletary? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. We're gonna check in with Mike Singletary. Take our knees, Brandon Roy. What did you say? You guys mentioned it. I mean, as as far as we think, the answer is. I think the two-time Buckus winner is uh, Seattle Seahawk great Brian Bosworth. So we checked in with Brian Bosworth. One team is getting points. The correct answer is Brian Bosworth. His 1988 autobiography pretty much led to the resignation of Barry Switzer to have to go to the Cowboys. (laughs) We went through that whole Uh, thing. I know. I'm sorry. What? Oh, my God. (sighs) The theme-linked answer so far, Brian Bosworth. Question number two. Although he is most associated with a college in Massachusetts, who was the first head coach of the University of Kansas basketball team? We're going to go ahead and check in, Dan. Everyone Hates the Yankees has checked in. Take our knees, Brandon Roy. Go ahead and talk it out. So, Marcus, I, I think Naismith makes a lot of sense. Just yeah. given this is going to go back far. Yeah. It, yeah. got to be an old, old coach. Yeah, Kansas is an old, old university, and Naismith, for some reason, in just in my head, he's connected to Kansas, and maybe that's what I'm thinking of. So, In my head, the Naismith Memorial Arena, I feel like it was the name of their court. Before it was, what is it like now, like uh, the – 
Allen Fieldhouse, I think. Yeah, like whatever. But for some reason, that popped in my head, like Neesmith Memorial from like old college basketball games when I would run with like Wayne Simeon and Mario Chalmers and like those Jayhawks teams from the mid 2000s. <laughs> We're going to check in with Naismith. Checking in with Naismith. And everyone hates the Yankees. What did you say? Thank you again, 30 for 30, because I'm pretty sure there was a 30 for 30 that talked about the children of uh, James Naismith or people that were Kansas related looking for the uh, last uh, rules of basketball that were printed from Springfield. And one of them was printed or handwritten and put at the, uh, the gym in Kansas. So your answer is James Naismith. <laughs> James I heard something about James Naismith's kids. That's what I heard the answer was. <laughs> Both teams are receiving their points. It was James Naismith, who, by the way, is the only University of Kansas head coach to not have a winning record. Our theme-linked answers are Brian Bosworth and James Naismith. Question number three. Which native of Youngstown, Ohio, 2002 Big Ten Freshman of the Year and a member of the 2002 National Champions went on to a two-year professional career with the Omaha Nighthawks of the now-defunct UFL? That's it, John. You want to check in with that? Or well, let's let these guys check in. Well, we're not ready. I don't. There we right, go. We're going to yeah. go ahead and check in, Dan. <laughs> no, we definitely, definitely. All right. Everyone Hates the Yankees has checked in. Talk it out. Take one of our knees or take our knees, Brandon Roy. Talk it out. <laughs> Matt, Matt, bomb back me. Like, bomb back only gives me 10 seconds when I get to talk it out. <laughs> All right. But uh, you're right. I, I was stuck thinking about basketball. I was like, I think Juan Dixon was a senior. Juan Dixon was pretty, Maryland, though. And, and that was 2000. This is not and Big Ten. And they weren't a member of the Big Ten. Yeah, then. yeah, yeah. yeah. Other than so anyways, that, though, you had it nailed. Yeah, I nailed it. <laughs> Steve Blake, names. That Bobby Baxter. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, go ahead. You you had this. I mean, it, right? Every, it yeah, no, up, this, right? Is a, this is 100% right. Yeah, yeah this, it's got to be Mo Claret. Like, it, it all just matches up here. So we're going to go ahead and check in with Maurice Claret. Checking in with Maurice Claret. And everyone hates the Yankees. What did you say? Yeah. Yes, we also checked in with Mar Maurice. <laughs> Maurice Claret. Both teams checking in with Maurice Claret, and both teams will be receiving their points. Grew up in Youngstown, Ohio, which is where Jim Trussell was coaching at Youngstown State, and uh, met Claret and took him with him to Ohio State. Our theme-linked answers are Brian Bosworth, James Naismith, and Maurice Claret. Question number four. In 1976 at the University of Tennessee, you would have been able to witness the Ernie and Bernie show, named after the one-two punch of players that that team featured on their basketball team. Give me the last name of either of those two players. All right, we're going to check in. Take our knees. Brandon Roy has checked in. Everyone hates the Yankees can talk it out. I feel like I've only so vaguely heard of Ernie and Bernie show, but this is not going to come to me. I'm pretty sure that one time I got scolded in this episode for not knowing who Bernard King was. If, who scolded <laughs> you for something like that? It was you. 
That's cool to me for not knowing who Bernie Bernard King was. So that's the only Bernie that I know that was a 80s basketball player because thank you, Scott, for teaching me a little bit about, uh, I think it was New York Knicks, right? Is that who he played for? Among others. Okay. So Bernard King. I don't know if he went to Tennessee and I don't know who Ernie is, but that's a Bernie. <laughs> you want to do it? Uh, yeah. Let's go with uh, Bernard King. All right, checking in with Bernard King. And take our knees, Brandon Roy. What did you say? Looked at the question, very confused. <laughs> Said basketball, Bernie. I knew one name that could be used for Bernie. And I said Bernard King. And Scott said that's the only Bernie that I know. So we also <laughs> checked in with Bernard King. Both teams have checked in with King and both teams will be getting their points. Bernard King was the Bernie portion of the Ernie and Bernie show. The Ernie was Ernie Grunfeld. Okay. That's a name yeah, I've that heard classic of. name that everyone knows. I've, I've heard of it for <laughs> sure. I, I maybe, or maybe I heard someone else Grunfeld, but Grunfeld rings a bell. And our theme linked answers are Brian Bosworth, James Naismith, Maurice Claret, and Grunfeld or King. Moving on to question number five. To which NCAA coach do these accolades belong? Three-time national champion, five-time Final Four coach, 11-time Big Ten coach of the year, and Olympic gold medal winning coach. While we're thinking, I do feel the need to point out that you both have come up with the theme for the game. Well, we know that. <laughs> that is not, however, the theme for this round. Oh. So I want you both to know that. Okay. Yeah, well, I said to Marcus, I was like, we might as well send it. And if we're wrong, we'll get another dance. But I'm going to allow you to both Check in for okay, gotcha. 100 still, if you can. Okay. So nice of you. Johnny, you okay with checking in with that? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay, we're going to go ahead and check in, Dan. All right, everyone hates the Yankees has checked in. Take our knees, Brandon Roy. Talk it out. Oh, so, uh, I'm glad we're finally thinking about big end coaches and not yeah. Coach K and not Jim Calhoun, like when we were confused. Um, One of you heard ACC? <laughs> Yeah, Marcus goes Coach K, and I, I responded. I go, no, he said Big East, and I'm like Jim Calhoun. <laughs> and then, and then I snapped up and I typed him. I go, I, I, he said Big Ten. I think I, I said so. We're both dumb. <laughs> I mean, it's leading me to Thomas, though. Yeah, that's yeah. Agreed. Once once know. you settle on Big Ten, it's got to be Thomas. Is there another Big Ten school that even has three championships? At, like at all? Michigan, I mean, Michigan, maybe, but but, but I don't think uh, what's his name uh, that coaches the Cavs now. Big Eli, Eli. No, 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 no. He doesn't. Right, Izzo makes sense that he would have a gold medal five yeah. five times final four. They're always in the final the, four. Isn't he on like Coach K's staff or something like that? Some, yeah, I, I I think this is Tom Izzo. I I agree, it's Tom Izzo. All right, so we're going to check in with Tom Izzo. Everyone hates the Yankees. What did you say? I don't think Tom Izzo has won three national championships, but I'm pretty sure Bobby Knight did. And I'm pretty sure Bobby Knight was on those 90s era and early 2000s era uh, Olympic teams, at least one of them. I think even the 1992 team, he was on the staff and won the gold medal. 
and I think he coached in the Big Ten for a very long time and was coach of the year a lot. So we checked in with Bobby Knight. Checking in with Bobby Knight. One team is receiving points. I can tell you right now that Tom Izzo is a three-time Big Ten coach of the year, but Bobby Knight did win it 11 times. And Bobby Knight is the answer we're looking for. So your theme-linked answers are Brian Bosworth, James Naismith, Maurice Claret, Grunfeld or King, and Bobby Knight. I've received one theme guess from Everyone Hates the Yankees. So I'm going to say that um, take our knees, Brandon Roy. You can try and talk this out. All right. We're checking in with controversial figures. You thought the theme was controversial figures and everyone hates the Yankees. What did you say for your guess? Yeah, we're wrong, but we checked in with successful college players slash coaches that were not successful in the pros. Well, Bernard King was very successful. I know. That's why I'm saying to stop scolding me about Bernard Dang, King. He cripes. <laughs> you came Bernard up with King controversial up. people. Come on. <laughs> All right. Well, um, sorry to say that neither team will be scoring the what? Bonus I'm totally points. shocked. I actually um, let me uh, let me go through here. Brian Bosworth very famously played for the Oklahoma Sooners. Mm-hmm. Is it red and white teams? Oh my! God. No, Tennessee's not red and white. Oh my gosh! James Naismith coached for the Kansas Jayhawks. Red, white, and blue. Maurice Claret played for the Ohio State, Ohio State Buckeyes. Mm-hmm. Grunfeld and King played for the Tennessee Volunteers. And Bobby Knight coached for the Indiana Hoosiers. But played for the Ohio State Buckeyes. He did play for the Ohio State Buckeyes, and it works either way. Because Sooners, Jayhawks, Buckeyes, Volunteers, and Hoosiers are all state nicknames for the states in which those colleges are. Yes, Dan. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. It's as simple as that. (laughs) At the end of the third quarter, we have a score of Take Our Knees, Brandon Roy, at 400, and Everyone Hates the Yankees, also at 400. It is anyone's game that brings us to the fourth quarter the fourth quarter known as put your fours up this quarter consists of five categorized questions that teams will wager up to 100 points each not to exceed their current point total our categories for the fourth quarter are go which will be about basketball. Gulagong, which will be about tennis. Gender, which will be about gender issues in sports. Ghosts, which will be about college football. And golf, which will be about golf. It's now time for the teams to place their wagers. Now that the wagers are in, On to the questions. Question number one in Go, who is the only person to have won the NBA championship as a head coach 
and also the WNBA championship as a head coach. We're going to go ahead and check in, Dan. Everyone hates the Yankees has checked in. Take our knees, Brandon Roy. You can talk it out. Yeah. There haven't been many WNBA teams that have won, so it's a matter of who was coaching the Comets, the Storm, the Lynx, the Fever. We know who was coaching the Shock, so at least we can eliminate that one. <laughs> yeah, we can eliminate one name. Yeah. Um, one is a head coach. Um, it's going to be um, a coach that was coaching in like the 80s, 90s, 2000s, because the WNBA didn't start until the mid-90s. So is it Mike Brown? Did he coach in the WNBA? I mean, he could have, because he had his little thing with LeBron, and then yeah. LeBron told him, get the hell out of here. And did he do that maybe before he came back as – wasn't he assistant for the Warriors? Yeah. Under Kerr? I, I don't know what he did in between because I, I never liked Mike Brown, so like I didn't follow like I liked his glasses. He looked really smart. <laughs> That's what I enjoyed about Mike Brown. I don't I don't know. I I, I, I don't either. Do you want to just go with Mike Brown? <sighs> yeah, I guess so. I'm really disappointed. I know, me too. We and we talked about this. We were like, oh, we're we're the WNBA guys. Yeah. I can't well. freaking remember this. Uh, uh, all right. Yeah. So we're going to check in with Mike Brown for 100 points. Checking in Mike Brown for 100 points. Everyone hates the Yankees. What did you say? Yeah. We still rolled with uh, Michael Cooper for 80 points. All right. Well, nobody is getting points on this one. Um, as, as it's been uh, insinuated already, may as well just go out and say it. The theme of this whole game has been ESPN 30 for 30 films. Category name for this question was Go, as in the name of his show, The Guru of Go. This was Paul Westhead, who won the 1980 NBA championship for the Lakers with Michael Cooper and the 2007 WNBA championship with the Phoenix Mercury. Question number two in Gulagong. From November 3rd, 1975, through August 17th of 1987, only two players other than Chris Everett and Martina Navratilova held the number one women's ranking. One was Australia's Yvonne Gulagong Cowley. Which American was the other to do so when she held the spot for two weeks in 1980? We're checked in. Take our knees. Brandon Roy has confidently checked in. Everyone hates the Yankees. You can talk it out. My tennis knowledge, pre-Sampras days, Sellis yeah. days, like that's, let's, that's where it gets really with spotty, that Because so. I'm not going to come up with anything. Even if it's Billie somebody. Yeah, let's go with it simply because we could rack our brains for 20 minutes. It's not going to get us any closer to confidence. Uh-huh. So. Dan, we'll go ahead and check in with uh, Billy Jean King for 80 points. Checking in Billy Jean King for 80 points. Take our knees, Brandon Roy. What did you say? Didn't have much of a worthwhile discussion on this one. Uh, a lot of the, you know, similar to John, a lot of the people that I was thinking of were too late in the game, you know, like the Jennifer Capriotis and the Lindsay Davenports and such. So trying to come up with someone oh. from 1980 who did it for two weeks, which is probably, you know, could even be a, a fluky streak was, was too difficult. So just to prove 
that tennis questions in the fourth quarter can be hard, we checked in with Mary Pierce <laughs> for 25 or for 20 points. Checking in with Mary Pierce for 20 points. No points are going to be awarded on this one. The, uh, the woman who held the number two, the number one spot for two weeks in 1980, it would, and if you were to ask me, she, this is the only other name from the eighties women's tennis that I know. Tracy Austin. Uh, sounds vaguely familiar. Uh, yeah. I, I wouldn't pull that up. But I feel like it sounds familiar. After the second question, we have a score right now of take our knees. Brandon Roy has 280 and everyone hates the Yankees has 240 <laughs> question. Number three in gender. Renee Richards was a pioneer in transgender rights who won a court case which outlawed the use of sex tests to determine qualifications in which sport. We're going to go ahead and check in, Dan. Everyone hates the Yankees has checked in. Take our knees, Brandon Roy. Talk it out. Well, Scott, it looks like we've come to the end of the road. <laughs> yeah, but it's okay. I'll sing it. I'll still make it up to you if we go to Motown Philly. Hey, I'm on bended knee here. There you go. I, I'm feeling so forced into the loneliness right now. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all get this right. It's going to be one fine day. Yeah, All right. I, I mean, we've named like 30 sports. I, I, I have no, like, I don't feel any more confident about one than I do the other. Yeah, like. My first instinct was, I don't know, cycling, I guess. I don't know. I don't, I, know, I don't know if they even have what they're they have a women's are. Tour de France. I don't know. Maybe they said, hey, no women. And then it's called the Tour de la France. Nice. <laughs> that was a language joke. Very good. <laughs> even though uh... duh means of, not duh. So sorry. Sorry for all my French speaking friends. <laughs> I don't know. What do you feel? Uh, comfortable with. I, again i don't feel good about any of them you think it might be older i think it might be newer just because transgender was in the question yeah and that's fair. a lot of transgender people were, weren't identifying as much that leads know. me to believe it's like newer renee richards honestly like her blades of glory i, I think <laughs> and because renee richards sounds like a skater i think we're just gonna check in with figure skating for an unfortunate 100 points Checking in with figure skating for a unfortunate 100 points. Everyone hates the Yankees. What did you say? John and I tossed around track thinking maybe that was that, you know, it seemed to be that uh, gender issues and trying to determine what gender you are within sports really got politicized about 15 years ago or 20 years ago or so. So we're talking about track. Then we talked, and I, I think one of us mentioned gymnastics. And then I think what else oh. did we mentioned a couple of other things. I vaguely remember them being in a black and white part of the beginning of one of the 30 for 30s that may have included some other gender barriers, like the first gal who ran, I always say gal, the Boston Marathon and that kind of stuff. But uh, so um, we went with uh, tennis. Them. I, I vaguely remember them playing tennis, but right, for, so eight, in with, for 80 points. Checking in with tennis for 80 points. Yeah. Uh, Renee Richards um, sued in the uh, New York courts to not have to take the sex test that was required to play in the U.S. Open. 
Damn it. In tennis. <laughs> good, good pull, man. Good pull. So after three questions, the uh, the, the score has uh, widened a little bit. Right now, take our knees. Brandon Roy has 180, and everyone hates the Yankees has 320. There are still some big bets available, so it is still anyone's game. Question number four in Ghosts. In 1962. Accompanied by U.S. Marshals, James Meredith became the first black student to attend classes at which university, whose football team was in the process of putting together an undefeated season. This would be the last time that this university would boast an undefeated record. Yeah. Yep. Let's go ahead and check in. Everyone Hates the Yankees has checked in. Take our knees, Brandon Roy. You can talk it out. The last time they had an undefeated season. So we did have a discussion while the wagering process was happening. It definitely screwed us on the last question. Because yes, it did. We named about five things that that category could have been about. <laughs> and and none of that happened. Yeah, I did not think Renee one, Richards would come up. Yeah, yeah. And on this one, um, he said it was the category is ghost. About power. One thing I know is the galloping ghost was Red Grange, and if I'm not mistaken, was he? Was that Auburn? Where, where was I that? I think he was Illinois. Okay. And that is literally the only thing that could possibly make me think. <laughs> like, literally. that's it. Yeah, literally. I mean, uh, yeah, I doubt Illinois has had an undefeated season since 1960. I don't I think mean, Juice Williams led them to. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> undefeated season? Say, I was just going to say Juice Williams and Rashard Mendenhall and Aurelius Ben. <laughs> yeah. um, I mean, that's pretty good logic, though. If if he did go to I Illinois, know. we know they haven't been undefeated in a while. Or, or ever. Ever, as far as... <laughs> it as seems far a as little... Like, since I'm we've not, been alive, they haven't been undefeated. Yeah, I mean, it goes against thinking something down south, but, I mean, with the way the country was... That's the only logic I have. And yeah, it could, you know, definitely still work out that way. Southern schools are have all been, not all, but a lot of them have been undefeated. Um, all right. I guess we're going to check in with the University of Illinois. For how many points? For 100 points. Everyone hates the Yankees. What did you say? Um, there was a film I've watched a long time ago called ghosts of mississippi and that kind of almost makes me feel more confident in choosing Ole miss so that's what we went with for uh, checking, 80 points checking in with Ole miss for 80 points and the uh the name of the 30 for 30 on this was called ghosts of Ole miss and it was Ole miss so now i'm um, going into the fifth question we can't win we have a score of 400 for everyone hates the Yankees and 80 points for take our knees, Brandon Roy. I hate to say it, but it is uh, it is not anyone's <laughs> game moving forward. But let's do the last question anyway, because I wrote it. Question number five in golf. This player only won five PGA Tour events in his 30-plus year career. However, two of those wins were the 1991 PGA Championship and the 1995 Open Championship. 
making 40% of his wins as major championships. We're checked in. Take our knees by Brandon Roy has checked in. I was going to say Bobby Jackson. Bob why Brandon I was going to say Bobby Jackson. Wow. Really good six man for the Kings. Um, Minnesota Golden Gopher, if I'm mm-hmm. not mistaken. Played for the Wolves, too. Yeah. Yeah. And he, and you, he wouldn't need your knees because his uh, his socks went up to his knees and protected That's his true. knees. Um, <laughs> everyone hates the Yankees. And talk it out. So when he originally said this, I was thinking it was Payne Stewart, but he didn't uh, have a 30 plus year career because he passed away in his, in his like early 30s, late 20s. I can't remember how old he was. Um, I'm thinking this might be that Minnesota guy. Um, last name starts with an L, but I can't think of his. I started to start ripping off a bunch of names. Do you think it's earlier and in, uh, into the 90s, or do you think it's like? Well, 91 and 95, this? so I can't think of the guy. I wish I knew the dude's name. Um, Do you have any part of that name? Like, are we talking about people that have still golfed within the last 20 years? Well, I mean, he might be golfing on, like, the seniors tour now or something like that, but I think he's been like, long like retired. Fuzzy Zeller? No, it's not a name uh, like that that you would remember. I think, like, a like a Leonard or a Leinhardt or uh Matt Leinhardt. Leinert, yep. Uh, not not Justin Leinert. I can see his face. He's got this like, he's just like a plain old Minnesotan guy. He's just got like a plain white dude face. We already won this, so. Gary Player. Spare us. I think it's Gary Player would have been more like in the <laughs> late 70s, 80s, not yeah. in the 90s. Jim, Jim Furyk, John Daly. Only because it was a uh, 30 for 30 with probably the greatest 30 for 30 for name. Name we're going to say, I hate Christian Leitner. So I'm checking with that. <laughs> Sounds good for me. <laughs> checking in with I hate Christian Leitner. For 80 points, we wager. Okay. All right. So we wagered 11 points and we checked it. Watch us be right. We wagered 11 points. <laughs> we checked it. <laughs> We checked in with John Daly. Checked in with John Daly. You need to think of a golfer who would have a 30 for 30 done on him. Yeah, yeah, John, yeah, Tom Lehman would. It was called Hit It Hard, Mm. and it was about John Daly. No, no, no. I had it. Wow. I had it right there. Oh, yeah, you could have gotten there? Wow. He said his name, but he said about 17 other names, too. Oh, I so, didn't hear you say John Daly. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, he did. Bud. He did say John Daly. Uh, 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 even the messages. Can't even fail correctly. He had it in the messages? Oh, yeah. All right. His, well, the game his... has come to an end, and here are the final scores. Aiming for 69 and scoring 91 instead, we have Take Our Knees, Brandon Roy, and the clipboard captains of the game receiving the coveted Todd Blackledge Award, who was also in the 1983 draft, by the way, is Everyone Hates the Yankees. Yay. Congratulations, <laughs> uh, Matt and John. Anything you'd like to say before we call it a night tonight? John, I know that you think that you were an anchor, but you helped me out on, like a lot on this. I would like to thank um, all the little people, Scott. Um, no, I, I don't think have Scott, have you and I ever combined together to win a game together? 
Matt, I, 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 I haven't won a game since like the Reagan administration. <laughs> All right. I, 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 I can't even think about that. I think the only times that I've won a game is with Dan and Eric. So, dude, John, this was awesome. You, I mean, we, yeah. Thank you, bud. I had an absolute blast. And I just want to go on record as saying, uh, I love Stuart Scott. I love Boys to Men. Uh, <laughs> I appreciate the new edition plugs there. Uh, what else is it? I, I punch like a girl, so that's fine. Well, actually, no, because some girls punch pretty damn hard. Uh, I had a blast, guys. I had an absolute blast. I appreciate you guys. You know, it's uh, it's 42 where I am right now, and uh, my wife has been extremely forgiving with my volume of my voice. But I thank you guys so much for letting me play, and uh, I hope I get to get in the sandbox again. You know, way over the Mendoza line. So I'm happy. <laughs> Scott and Marcus, how about yourselves? How do you have anything to say before we call it a night? Oh, man. What a, you know, Scott said it right. We can't even fail correctly. That was, that was a very pathetic performance there in the, in the, you know, in the fourth quarter. But, uh, you know, sometimes you're, you don't have your best stuff. And uh, I'm going to take four days rest. And when I come back on that fifth day, I'm going to, I'm going to, try and you know gear back up again so thank you thank you john for joining us uh this was a lot of fun dan the game was fantastic as always first of all dan this was a great game you completely perplexed me with all of your ominous i don't think it's going to be a great shot game leading up to it i thought it was a complete opposite actually this is one of the more fun games i can remember playing there are a lot of questions that just really made me happy that made me reminisce john always a pleasure having you on thank you so much also just for your support your activity on the bench which is a facebook group that we have apparently yeah, um, and his patreon membership too. I, and i was getting to that yeah and as well as for supporting us financially as well just just to finish on the theme that has been going on all night i have sitting in front of me from john john daly on my oh, chat oh and he said to him <laughs> not to me <laughs> hey hey just 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 to book in that from scott john daly no clue and i don't care <laughs> <laughs> all right well thanks for listening to the bench warmers trivia podcast and until next time we'll keep the bench warm that ball hit high and deep stretch stretch Get on back there. They look up. You can put it on the board. Yes. Yes. Into deep left center for Mitchell. And we'll see you tomorrow night. That great music you're listening to is by Justin Nozick. Thanks to him for producing that music for us. You've been listening to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. Make sure to check us out on all of our social media. We are at BenchwarmersTP. Aiming for 69, but getting 91 instead, we have takeout. Takeout? We have takeout? <laughs> but I'm hungry. I, um, thought, I thought when you uh, take you wipe your ass and show it to your team, you're excluded. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, didn't he get those uh, Coach of the Year's revoked? Oh, my. Wait, no. What did you just say? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a thing. He Bobby Knight, 100%, uh, to approve a point to his team, 
uh, went into the locker room while they were losing one game. I can't remember what year it was. And he wiped his ass in the stall and then brought it out and showed his team and said, that's what you're playing with. Wow. You know, like a sane person would do. Yeah, no, nobody has, I, nobody has ever argued that Bobby Knight is a sane person in this <laughs> no, podcast. No, no, I know. <laughs>